Hit it. Hey, how you doing? Hey, where you been? Three girls talking about a lot of love and sin. And there's someone sitting next to us. Who that freaking man? It's ooh, oh, oh, it's Keith. Guys, welcome to Three Girls, One Keith. We're back. Yes. 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 It's oh, good to be back. Oh, my God. Puss, it's... puss nasty tonight. Oh, are we getting puss nasty? Friday night and my badge is on fire. It's Friday night and my badge what? is on fire. Can I say that my dick is on fire? <laughs> Not anymore. No. Those days are over. This is a tough time for us. <laughs> you had, you had 2,000 years to do it. Now your time is up. <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Keith, when you heard about the Time's Up movement? I need 10 more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Time's up. He said, Time's up. Come on, give me 10 more minutes. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. I need a couple more minutes, Keith said. That's great. That's great. Welcome to season two. We're all wearing suits right now, by the way. Yes. Yes. Buttoned head to toe. We're wearing gaiters. Not me. I got a shirt with an owl playing a fiddle. Yeah, let's talk about your shirt. What that was. Keith is wearing a shirt. owl playing a fiddle. That's that's not a fiddle at all. That's like a toucan. Isn't it a toucan? It's not an owl. It's like a toucan playing the banjo. And it is, yeah. It's a guitar. It's an acoustic guitar. You do not know what a fiddle is. <laughs> and this is the first thing they, Keith got wrong this season. <laughs> so, guys, let's talk a little bit about the feedback okay. that we got going into this season. Um, it turns out people somehow like Keith. And that is my fault. I don't know. I feel responsible for <laughs> Everyone that. Everyone brings Keith up first. No, so you know they what go, I, is he really like that? And we're like, yeah. I've had a lot of, you know, <laughs> my podcast years... You know, 1983 when no, I first No, honey, there did. were no podcasts. No? Till- okay. Yeah. <laughs> we learned that, that, that people want Kevin more featured on this podcast, and they want to know a little bit more about who Kevin Kane is. But you, you thought that was a lie. Yeah, I thought that you planted it. <laughs> I did. That was a plan. But now yeah. you have a seat at the table. You can open up. We can get to know you. Yeah, I didn't want this. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... I think we should talk about how we're worthless. Oh, man. Oh, absolutely. You don't have any worth, right? N- not one bit. No. And and Rachel, you've always been without oh, a shred of dignity. Absolutely. Okay. And absolutely Bridge funny. morally bankrupt, nothing to live for. Yeah, I can't okay. look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> and Kevin, we all know yeah, your deal. That's why you I'm are here. the walking dead. Okay. <laughs> and you guys know that I'm aware that I'm, I'm hot Chinatown garbage. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you the most worthless thing that I've ever done. And, and I'll just check out the statute of limitations um, <laughs> before we air this. But I think 15 years ago is long enough. I'm okay. So I used to, as you know, I had a problem with shoplifting uh, from department stores. Department stores only. So this one department store, they didn't. Do you know the story, Keith? No, but I'm just laughing at okay. you saying I had a problem with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had a disease. <laughs> I was the victim. It was so hard. It was a disability. I had your own choice to shop. I had too many clothes. (laughs) My closet was exploding. There were so many choices. What do you say other than other than saying I had a problem with shoplifting? What do you say? I had a thief. Okay. I got away with shit for a while. That's right. I got away with a. I I had a great run of shoplifting. I'll say that. Okay. Um, I wanted this white pantsuit. Pinstripe BCBG oh. pantsuit from this department store. They didn't have it in my size. Can you believe it? I had them order it in. <laughs> they ordered it into the department store, called me to tell me it was in. I said, thank you. I went in and I stole it. <laughs> so oh now, so hold on. Now you think the story's over, right? 
I had it dry cleaned. The dry cleaners lost the pants. <gasps> I took them to small claims court. <laughs> You're an asshole. I took them I to, to small <laughs> claims court. I tried to get the the price for the whole suit, arguing that you can't wear a pant like it's a pants suit. I won. I I think I was paid like eight hundred dollars. Oh, oh Jesus! You're an activist. I am a piece of human waste. And you know what the oh. thing is? This story really shows what a great rehabilitation somebody can have. That's not really. My favorite thing is to watch you and Kim bring others to justice. You'll be in the middle of the most worthless moment, and you're still like, excuse me, but let me bring you right to justice. (laughs) It's me and my sister, Kim. Kim loves to take people to court. She's always up for a court. They're always like giant evil people, just like a hotel clerk making small talk. (laughs) (laughs) I have said, too, this is another unworthless. So, you know, whatever my um, mental illness is, like, I, I can't do small talk. Like, my body, like, just shuts down. It's I get insane. so nervous when somebody when says something says casual to you about the weather, my heart starts pounding. So when you're on the road and you're doing like, I don't know, 60 to 100 dates a year on the road, that's a lot of hotels to check in. That's a lot of Bellman asking you, how was your flight? Where'd you come in from? Have you been here before? So we get in the elevator and they go, and I go, I really can't. I can't do small talk. And I'm so sorry because I know you want to do small talk, but I'll die. (laughs) And then we ride up in silence and the energy is, can only be described as toxic. I think that it's um, perfectly reasonable to walk through at least 75% of your day without talking to anybody else. It's like, that sounds like paradise. Uh, That's I the minimum. That. My brother, my brother Justin always says that his favorite moment in the world is when he's getting a haircut and that moment where you and the person cutting your hair agree to slowly stop, stop talking and just settle into silence. God he's bless. like, there's no better moment than that click when everybody knows you don't need to talk anymore and now yes. it's just the haircut. I the, like to yap. I like to yap, damn it. Oh God, I know uh, you I do. Love to you and Norton yap. and Colin all love a dumb yap. Yeah, nice, good yap. <laughs> I got a couple collective worthless that I just thought about. Thank you. Just a couple weeks ago. So we were in Montreal, and you have to do this thing during the day. Before you do a TV show, you have to go on, and you have to stand on the stage <laughs> and hold up your outfit, and they ask you questions about your set. Like, what are you going to start is, with? So Montreal Comedy Festival is like a big comedy festival, and then if you do a TV taping there... For Canadian TV, they make you go and rehearse and, and yeah. test out your set. It's humiliating. You well, really have to take a look at yourself. And they're always like at 11 a.m., which is usually when we're fast asleep. Yes. And we're just crackling with hangover. And we and Amy's like, I'll go with you. So we get there. And um, the host of the show is Jeff Dunham, who has, is a ventriloquist with a puppet. And Amy was like, I will give you $1,000 if you go up on stage <laughs> and say during your dress rehearsal thing that you have a puppet. Um <laughs> And, and this is like, about, there's probably a hundred people in the room working, like they're trying to figure out how they're going to film this comedy special. Stage, lighting, producer, director. So I walk out on stage in front of the monitors and they're like, is there anything you'd like to let us know about your set? You know, and they're sexy French boys. And mm-hmm. I was like, um, well, I'm going to have a puppet. Um, and they're like, oh, we didn't know you had a puppet. You kind of slipped it in perfectly. You're like, and then that's probably when my puppet will come out. And they were like, I'm sorry, come again. You're like, yeah, my puppet. <laughs> they're like, what's your puppet's name? And I was like, Lil Rach. And, uh, and and then I run out, <laughs> Lil Rage. When you said Lil Rage, I almost died. But they go, well, we want to see the puppet. And I'm like, I have the puppet. And I put my sunglasses on my wallet. Top of a wallet. 
And Amy rushes out. They didn't recognize Amy. No. And she rushes out quickly, holds it out. She's like, as if she was my puppet handler. Yeah, I was her puppet handler. And she's like, oh, we have little Rach. And she comes out with a, a brown wallet with sunglasses on it. And then they were like, is your puppet going to be like wearing like do they have and I was like, I was wearing this kind of like sort of sexy black dress. I'm like, little Rach wears whatever I wear. And uh, <laughs> we walk out, forget about the whole thing, whistle into our dumb day. Go we're doing ahead. some shopping. <laughs> we're oh hanging at the mall. Ladies who lunch. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I get like a flurry of texts from people from the festival. Like we need to have a conference call about little Rach. They've been getting ready for panicked phone camera calls. angles. <laughs> And they've been practicing things for, for getting ready for, for little Rach's entrance. We know we have a second camera ready. I'm like, oh, fuck, people's jobs go into motion because of the dumb shit I just spewed. And so then I was like, oh, I'm sorry, there is no little Rach. I was like, Amy said she'd pay me a grand if I said I had a puppet. <laughs> You'd think they'd be like, oh, of course. Oh Obviously, God. they didn't give a shit about my dumb money. Are you sure it was a grand? I thought it was like 20 bucks. I don't know. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. I arrive on set and I'm like, just apologize to everyone that touches the lady that does my hair. I'm like, I don't know if you heard about little Rach, but I'm really sorry. <laughs> and so there's this stage manager who's just like kind of gruff and bored and over my horse shit. And I turned her out to him and I was like, I was like, everybody's kind of mad about the puppet situation. And I'm really sorry about little Rach. I was like, but you like me, right? Like who says oh. that? You know, I go, you like me right before I had to walk on in this massive odd in one of those galas. And he goes, no, I don't like you. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Which I was fair. It would have been I asked so him easy. a question and he gave me an answer. He could have just said, sure. Yeah. But he said, you know, you know no, what? No. He no. looked at me I up and down. I don't like you. I love that he did that. Oh, That's good. My favorite guy. And I walked out and bombed. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. And they it. were like, does Jeff Dunham know that you're also using a puppet? <laughs> I was but, trying to figure out whether Jeff was mad at me just analyzing his facial expression. He was, but he only expressed it through his puppet. puppet. He looked happy, but Ahmed or whatever looked very sad. Oh, what about you, Keith? Can you think of a worthless story? Well, this girl, I was living for, with her for four years. Living off her. And she <laughs> she had a nice apartment. Her apartment was everything you wanted being me with no money. And it was just perfect. <laughs> Fell in love with her apartment. But she said, yo, look, you've been here all this time. It's about time you step up your game. It's time for you to get me an engagement ring. Dude. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now, I ain't yeah, had no money. Yeah, this poor woman. Keith's sitting around How do you know any money not paying any rent? Yeah, but whatever she thought. He's sitting around an apartment playing Xbox, not fucking her properly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was doing good. I was doing good work. Mm -hmm. that, at that time in my life, I was up to 500 pumps oh, per session. <laughs> 500 pumps per session. So, so I, I'm like, she said, it's time for you to step up your game and da 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 da. You a comedian, so called comedian, and whatever, whatever. Smart it's time girl. For you to, right. uh, of course. Yeah. And um, I said, oh shit. Oh, so I went down. Had a friend who was a jeweler. So I went down to him and got a receipt for an engagement ring. Can you believe this? Just a receipt? <laughs> yeah, of course. Hey, Keith just, just winked at me. I want people to know that Keith just <laughs> winked at me. Okay. That's disgusting. <laughs> I repeat, so I Keith just winked. I got a receipt for an engagement ring, and I put it in my wallet just perfectly. Because I knew she was she going How much? How much? You're a lying son of a bitch. <laughs> how much did you pretend to be spending oh, 30, on it? 30000 I don't give a shit. It was a receipt. <laughs> yeah, about $30 million. <laughs> <laughs> the and, smart. I got a 
I give it up. This and, is pretty and good. And I left my wallet on a, the kitchen table and said, I'm going to the store real fast. Yeah. Without your whatever. wallet. <laughs> well, I had money in cash or whatever. Yeah. I said, I got cash. I'm going to go get some real soda or whatever the hell yeah. I said. And I listened in the door. She went she, through your wallet? Oh, of course she went through the wallet. And she's on the phone crying to our mother. He's he going to do it. Uh, <laughs> so evil. That is probably the most worthless thing I've ever heard anybody That's do. True. That is it. That's been a few more free months in that sweet apartment that I fell deeply in love with. What well, major worthless moment for me and you yeah. came, came in a moment that should have been like a chest pounding worth moment for the rest of our lives. What is it? We we won a Peabody Award. Oh, God. Yeah. So we won a Peabody Award. Oh, my God. And we're in this big dinner. <laughs> Can you tell people what that is? Because I, I, I hadn't really known what it was. But it's, 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 it's like really, a I'm really proud of it. It's like a Pulitzer Prize for, for media. Right. And so we're in this. It's like this big dinner. Big dinner, televised award show. All these and CNN it's, anchors. And it's like, and it's, you know. Reporting it, on Syria. Syria, and, you know. yeah. The the Malala documentary. Mm-hmm. The the Bring Back Our Girls expose. People putting China. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that was being presented would show a clip that was so engaging and so like making the world like a better place. And then inside. Yeah, Amy it's, like, it's like Malala being mm-hmm. like you know, just walking through her ordeal and what she's done. Everyone, oh. yeah. And then they go to, and they show our clip and we had no idea what they were going to show. And we were so excited. They're like, are we going to do the one on date rape or like military, military sexual assault, assault and yeah. all, all these sketches that we, what are they going to pick? What are they yeah. going to pick? What prolific, <laughs> profound. And they, they, they picked uh, the clip of Amy in a sports bar at a table with a bunch of guys. She takes a giant bite of a burger Grabs the guy she's into, <laughs> looks him in the face. She goes, I'm going to go to the bathroom. No, I'm, no I say, I'm going to go make some room. <laughs> Meaning I'm going to go poop. Yeah, I'm going to go make some I'm room. I'm going to go make some room at the Peabody's. At the Peabody's. <laughs> and then we get up and people are giving a confused applause and we're standing on the we're stage. We're so human, like accepting like, an award. Like it is a practical <laughs> joke on all of their life's work. We should have been. Uh, you know, we've all, uh, Bridge, I haven't heard you're worthless. I used to go to this karaoke bar every Sunday night and I had a couple songs that were mine. And, uh, what I are we got, talking about here? Uh, you know, peace of my heart. You ought to know. And and I, you know, lovely day later in the night. You know, when you're Very trying nice. to get that dick. Um, oh, okay. But <laughs> I walked in, and um, somebody who knew better was singing "You Ought to Know." <laughs> Your song. My song. So um, as as soon as she finished. I grabbed the microphone. I said, "Play it again," and I showed him how it was done. (laughs) Sometimes you got to teach the people. Wow! Wow! That is—I love that. That is an aggressive, wonderful move. You ought to know. I really respect that. So now that we all know officially how worthless we are, why don't we get someone in here to really highlight the depth of our worthlessness? And, and there's nothing that really makes you feel more worthless than somebody who's out there achieving. Wow. Not even for themselves, like not even getting a lot of credit, you know, like just like I'm going to make the world better. Maybe sacrifice some, myself for it. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> Everyone just looked like, what? <laughs> um, let's get Amanda. Amanda Nguyen, welcome so much. Thank you for having me. We're so happy you're here. What is your handle on Instagram? It's my full name. Yeah. Yeah. I want to spell it. Wanna, yeah, yeah, I will definitely. Yeah, it's Amanda and then N-G-O-C 
an N-G-U-Y-E-N, my full name. The full oh, enchilada. Yeah, yeah. And say the whole thing so people can. It's, um, so in uh, Vietnamese, it's Amanda Ngoc Nguyen, but no one can say that. So. Ngoc okay. Nguyen. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow, wow. Wait, wow. Yeah. Uh, I can say Okay, that. let's hear Keith say it. Um, Amanda Nguyen. That sounds good. Not really. I got you. you say it real fast, um, you can. I gotta disagree with you. <laughs> a for effort. Um, okay, so Keith, uh, knowing you don't ever read an email we send you, I want you to guess <laughs> what Amanda does. Amanda is some sort of. Uh, she looks like she has protest face. Oh my god! Protest what? face. Yeah, what? she looks like she's been. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, <laughs> what? Wow. What? Protest face. It's just that face that it's a little like, what did you do? Oh, okay. Wow. He, he, I'm so, learning so much about myself. Yeah. So really, <laughs> okay, do, who else here, do we have protest face? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Absolutely Wait, not. You have all, all three of you are shirt. worthless. <laughs> Look at that shirt. So you think of, pro- so you think of protest <laughs> face as someone who's like smart and wants you to answer for your actions? Um, But let's talk about you, Amanda. Okay. So, Amanda, who graduated from, I don't know, have you ever heard of Harvard, Keith? Where? Yeah. Harvard Hardware Store? Yeah, Harvard Hardware. Harvard (laughs) Community Hardware. (laughs) Yeah. She graduated from from Harvard in 2013. Interned at NASA, where she's also studying to be an astronaut. She worked at the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics. Physics, okay? I can't even say that word. Like, I just had a full seizure. Worked as the deputy White House liaison for the U.S. Department of State. Worked for the Department of State. We are worthless. I was the block captain of my block in South Philadelphia. That What does that mean? The block captain. You were a runner for the drug dealers. <laughs> I liaisons for uh, uh, Jaeger. Wait, let's say, we, I should say how we met. Yeah. How did we meet? At the Women's March. We met at the Women's March. So Keith is right. We both have protest yeah. face. <laughs> the one in D.C. You were wearing an astronaut suit. Of course. Yeah. And I was like, astronaut. Yeah. I was like, I don't care who's in it. But yeah. whoa. I know. We're not <laughs> did she think he was an astronaut? She knew um, damn well I was not an astronaut. <laughs> I, do, I do know <laughs> astronauts, and I knew Amy wasn't one. But I really appreciated that she was this wearing a giving suit. giving astronauts a astronaut, shout out. She probably just had an edible. <laughs> you watch yourself. I don't think... I think I had an edible at the Women's March. <laughs> Some people go to bars and pretend to be single. I personally dress up like an astronaut when you really are going to be an astronaut. So we went at the Women's March. We kept in touch. Through, yeah. through Time's Up, we we reconnected and, uh, you know, got to talking. You're amazing. Thank you. You are nominated for something right now. What are you nominated for? The Nobel Peace Prize. Okay, so oh. Keith, what have you been nominated for? Well, I was... Um... <laughs> The best wrestler in fifth grade. <laughs> they MVP, have wrestling M- in fifth grade? Yeah, MVP, okay. MVP. Wow. Wow, so Amanda, in your that's face. Pretty good. Were you the best wrestler in fifth grade? I was no. not. In your face, Amanda. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was nominated for a Teen Choice Award this year. Oh. I didn't win, but so that's that's sort of where I am. Yeah. The nominations, guys? I cried so hard when you were nominated. No, it was... <laughs> Well, it was mostly your work. You went out and lobbied the teens, and thank you. 
Bridge? Um, I'm an HX uh, Award nominee. Do you know what that is? Isn't that for prescriptions? <laughs> <laughs> it is a um, it's a it's a gay magazine, and it's sense folded. But they used to. Do <laughs> <laughs> but I got uh, nominated for some. Uh, some work off, 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 off Broadway. Oh, nice. Oh, that's sweet. And Rachel, yeah, Rachel, what are, what are we oh, working me. with? Yeah, oh, no, nominations. Um, I was actually uh, nominated to be knighted f- to be the queen of getting puss nasty. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Actually, is this, yeah. Does this count against you? Like, <laughs> well, there's only yeah. one other nominee for the 2019 Whoa. cycle right and now. Guess who it is, guys? Trump. Donald Trump. You knew that, Keith. Look at you. You're kidding. No. Right now, it's just Amanda and Donald Trump nominated. Who nominated him? Well, I feel really bad. I was really drunk. (laughs) 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 Um, Basically, he nominated himself, right? I mean, anyway. Um, can you talk well, about you're how? Win. This is exciting. Yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> be, yeah. Well, you explain to me. There'll be other nominees. Yeah, there but, will be. Yeah, and know. it's for the 2019 cycle, so there will be a person. Uh, someone, not, someone yeah. will do something great, and maybe it'll be someone in this room. Me. No. Um, I'm gonna do it. You're not doing even you. You're doing nothing, Keith. It, it shouldn't. It's what? not that it matters, but also Amanda for the listeners at home is smoking hot. You know, just to keep it real with the listeners. Oh. It would be fine if you were a hag, but <laughs> you are. You, you happen to be, be a great beauty. Beautiful, beautiful oh, thank baby. You. Thank you. I, I feel, I feel as appreciated. You're really smart. Thank you. That's what I feel. I yeah. Between protest oh, face wow. and smart. He's so smart. He's very smart. Wow. He's very acting smart like he doesn't lady. notice a beautiful woman. I, I don't. I see well, already nothing. has her song. You see brains. Up. I see nothing but brains. Well, well, I appreciate that. Your brain is stacked. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we'll be back to Three Girls, One Keith in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you about my girl Ashley Graham's new podcast, Pretty Big Deal. And it's a pretty big deal. I'm a guest this season, so look out for that. It's available on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. So take a listen. Okay, so do me a favor and just kind of brag. Cool. Yeah, just. So I have written 19 Laws. Stop right there. Oh, thanks. 19 Laws? Yeah. Yes, yes. How many of them passed? Um, all of them. Wow. <laughs> What's your most proud, the proudest law that you passed? Yeah. You- so the original flagship law that I wrote passed unanimously through Congress in 2016. President Obama signed it, and it is the Sexual Assault Survivor Bill of Rights. Um, so thank you. I mean, come on, come on guys. Oh, wow. So the 21st bill in modern U.S. history to pass unanimously in both chambers of Congress on oh, a roll wow. call vote. The statistic for that is 0.016%. And what's a roll call vote? Roll um, call. Yeah, roll exactly. Call. When um, the members and the senators have to actually come to the floor and cast their vote in person. Um, That's so, so cool. Like, yeah. And, and um, is this... Am I correct in that this is the bill about how the untested rape kits? Yes. So it's a series of basic fundamental rights that impact how the criminal justice system treats survivors of sexual violence. And I created it because I needed civil rights. So I was raped at Harvard. And when I tried to research what my rights were, found that there were all of these patchwork of, well, laws and rights across the country, which flies against inequality under the law. And so I had a choice. I could accept the injustice or rewrite the law. And so I rewrote it. Oh, my gosh. You are going to be president. 
I'm going to be president of the United States and we're sitting here talking to you right now. You have to let us hang out when you're president. Let us just be your entourage. (laughs) We're a good entourage. On the condition that you only wear astronaut suits in the White House. (laughs) (laughs) Too many dreams coming true at once. Too many dreams. I knew there was a guy. I just knew it. I just knew it. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 19 laws. Well, actually, the most amazing thing isn't that... I've passed them because really the other 18 laws modeled off of the first one I wrote were passed by other survivors. So I just heard from over a million people who wrote in after President Obama signed the federal law who said, I need this in my own state or I need this in my own country. And so we set up RISE, which is my organization. Yeah. And what we do is we train and empower people, survivors and allies who want to organize in their own communities. So. I really, you know, what I'm most proud of is being able to have shown and train other organizers to pen their own civil rights into existence. Dude. Wow. I mean, come on. Come wow. on. Good and I'm Lord. sorry that Keith was texting in the middle of that. That oh, was I very... I didn't even notice. Oh, that that <laughs> Are you just checking your tweets to make sure you weren't accused of me tooing someone? He's like, this reminds me. <laughs> You know, one in three women are sexually assaulted in their lifetime, but I think it's probably more. Yeah, like totally. it's uh, you know probably a hundred percent of the the women in here. And uh, I know you know Kevin was a bartender at Myrtle Beach, so nobody knows what happened there. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you for your work. God, I got a couple questions. Yeah, <laughs> a couple follow ups First of all. Why is there not a federal mandate that there's no statute of limitations on rape? And also, why is rape kits... why is that state by state? Why is yeah. why aren't these things federally mandated? Yeah, that's right. a great question. Yeah, <laughs> right. like that's the reason why we're still... Am I also because nominated for a Nobel Prize? Yeah. Because I just had some good questions. Because everything is set up to make sure, you know, in yeah. every system, like in every system across the board that that men are protected. Yeah, that's right. exactly. I mean, when people really ask me and drill down, the real answer of why is the system this broken is that the law has a gender and that gender isn't female. Yeah. And... First of all, rape cases are mainly adjudicated in state courts, which is why RISE has to keep on passing the sexual assault survivor bill And adjudicated is when you have a bat mitzvah? <laughs> yeah, no, it's basically um, that cases can only be tried in state courts, most of them. So the federal law, while it did impact 25 million rape survivors in the United States, it only impacts cases, again, that are tried in federal court. So like if it's a federal crime and rape, is usually a state crime. Doesn't a lot of stuff have to do with how the police sees the crime? Yeah. And so what he reports. That's a really great point. Wow, somebody knows from experience. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you talk about that? That's yeah, that of comes course. with being a block um, captain. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're the block captain, you know the everything. The law is written to protect the block no, captain. because I know <laughs> that's that. What it needs As to an change. elementary school but I know level comes, wrestler. When he, <laughs> when he comes to filling out serious stuff, sometimes they, you yeah. know, they lose a lot in that. Yeah, so in some states, survivors are denied copies of their police report, which is one of the rights that is enshrined in the Survivor Bill of Rights. Think about that. Um, Can you read any other police report about yourself except for sexual assault? Yeah, so it really comes down (laughs) to the importance of codifying rights, right? So, for instance, another right that's codified is the right to have access to your own patient medical record. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, In some states, survivors are still charged up to $2,000 for their rape kits. It really disincentivizes people from going to the criminal justice system. Holy 
you know, it's Shit. it's it's so really evil. It's really like, there. It just stops it, you. You're like, and, and this year so is so insane. important, like so important to vote. You know, it's all about setting up for the next five, 10, 20 years with people that we're electing now. So, you know, you hear Jerry, uh, Jerry, Moran, Jerry meandering. Kev, is Jerry it called? Jerry, Jerry What's it called? Jerry meandering. Jerry meandering. That's the most criminal. Jerry, gerrymandering? Yeah. That's what it's called? Gerrymandering. Gerrymandering. Back me up, Amanda. It is that. Thank Jerry, you. Gerrymandering. <laughs> yeah, we got to confirm everything. Is that? That's what? <laughs> I know. We need Amanda so, every day. Yes. Happy beer. Happy beer. So what gerrymandering is. It's redrawn w- districts in favor of basically Republicans winning. Essentially, a voters my, for my, your party. Yeah. It's, and whoever. Back me up, Amanda. But whoever is in <laughs> office. But whoever is elected uh, determines those districts. Yeah. So the people yes. who are going in office right now are the ones who will be helping determine. Can I yes. add to that? <laughs> it's Please. the state representatives, right? So a lot of people care about congressional races, but it's the representatives and senators that are in the state house that determine this. So yeah. your local elections really matter. They really, really matter. Can, yeah, we, can we talk about the, the hopeonomics? Oh, yeah, sure. So I invented a theory of organizing called Hopeonomics. I wrote a song about different kinds of tits. Is this the same? <laughs> yeah, it's totally the same. <laughs> so, I one time fell in front of Kim and Kanye to be funny. Is this on par with what you're doing? Totally. Um, but this is what I train our organizers, our risers. So the first part, which is gamifying it, is that the legislative process, if you remember that cartoon, how a bill becomes a law? Yeah. 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 I miss the um, bill. Yes, I'm only up to like that. Wow. That's all. <laughs> wow. I know, Wait, can I you know sing that shit. again? I want to Shazam it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of what I did was to combat activism fatigue, right? So, like, when we care about things, there's so many things we want to do. Um, and sometimes if we work on all of these things, we can burn out. Yeah. So what I did was I broke it down into levels. And so you have a return on your investment of energy and time. So what that means is any new organizer that comes in to rise will be paired up with a coach. And that coach is somebody who was a former riser who won their game, which means that they successfully passed a law. Um wow. Yeah, so how genius is that? I'm going to join Rise. Yay! Yeah. Oh my I'm God, Rise, we're going to be Rise. Yay! Oh my I'm God, a it's the best day ever. Do I have to take a test? <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 um, the second part of Hopeonomics is based on national security theory and essentially domestic diplomacy. There's a chessboard that I created. It's a four-layer chessboard. Each of these layers represents a mode of thinking, and it's one game. And uh, when you make a move on any one of these layers, it affects the rest of the game. So that's how I teach my risers how to strategize when they go into a room and start negotiating. You're so brilliant and patient. What pisses you off? Like, what <laughs> triggers you where you might lash out at someone? Toxic well, yeah, well, we male that, masculinity. Right. Oh, have you met we, Keith? We <laughs> seen, I'm an excellent chess player, by the way. Oh, cool. Is that true? Absolutely. <laughs> I'll play you Very in chess. Good. Yeah, you'll lose. Do you play time chess? <laughs> That's what I've been I've been doing that for years. That's I was awesome. A high school champion, junior high school champion. All my money is on Amanda. School. Even oh, if she's never played Amanda? before, she will. Smoke. <laughs> no, I would love chess. to see you two play chess. <laughs> she played chess before, but I give myself eight moves. She's out. <laughs> out. Eight. That's what I said. Eight. She just said she's annoyed by insane, boastful masculinity. What? That's not a boast if it's true. It really is. It's like a well-known. It's a well-known fact in Philadelphia that the past young 
projects puts out the best park chess players <laughs> in all. Wow. Absolutely. You, you know come from a right. long line of, of hustlers. But. I do have to say, Amanda, you look so invigorated when you speak and you have so much energy oh. for so many things. And it, it's like, it's remarkable no matter what the subject is. You you just bring this energy and patience to it. And then when you look at Keith, I've never seen <laughs> someone look just, just exhausted. Just exa- immediately <laughs> fatigued. <laughs> Keith really knows how to drain the light out of someone's <laughs> eyes. I, I want to tell my truth. <laughs> oh, God. Amanda stayed with Chris and I a couple weeks ago, and I was like, okay, well, the Bachelorette finale is on, so just understand that we're going to be watching that together. Oh, my God. And she had her organizers, like, kind of give her a packet to, like, with background on the contestants. Oh, <laughs> my God, yes. So my team wrote a memo. So it was like, I ran from the United uh-huh. Nations. Yeah, she was at the UN all week. I love your team has to go from, like, studying <laughs> international law to yes. correspondence. And then, yeah. and then, to okay. Becca. <laughs> Now, no. Tina, Ashley, and Ashley. That was exactly, Ashley, that's exactly what happened. We oh were God. literally at the United Nations. Her name is Natalia. So Natalia, um, she literally had these memos where she briefs me before I meet ambassadors. And Natalia pulled from all these international leaders a picture of Becca, um, of the Bachelorette. And she was like, and now I'm going to brief you. It was the funniest thing. And we, we, were, we were watching it for like a little while before we learned that. And then we were just like not watching the show. We were just reading about that. It was so funny. Yeah, I was like, I have a secret, Amy. I know nothing about The Bachelorette. I was like, get out of my fucking house. That is a badge of honor. (laughs) I don't care what you're nominated for. (laughs) Uh, Well, I remember like, so with everything that you've done and that you're doing and, you know, and you help other people with with activist fatigue, uh, I, you know, just want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. So... What do you do? I was, like, trying to, like, throw you in, in front of an acupuncturist. I was like, here, like, what do you do to... It sounds so nerdy, but I love, I love, love, love space. And so rocket launches oh, are yeah. my happy place. I tell people that you haven't really met me until you've seen me at a rocket launch because I go berserk. Yeah. <laughs> like, my friends just... <laughs> That's where she gets post nasty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you get post nasty at rocket launch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, when that countdown starts, I'm just like, yeah! Oh my God. <laughs> I'm really hyped. And what makes um, you so excited about it? I love space. So I think, you know, the questions that I have when I wake up are, what is our place in the universe and what are we going to do about it? And astrophysics and um, civil rights activism answers the same questions to me. I love that space can make us feel, at least me, makes me feel both so humbled, but also so special at the same time, right? When you look up in the sky and you see all those lights, you're looking at the past. The photon from that star has traveled billions of years to reach your eye. And the probability, have you heard of the Fermi paradox? Of course. Of course. Bridget actually originated the Fermi paradox. I went there last night. Totally. Was it off the hook? It was sick. Ladies night? Yeah, the firm was, that was my Amanda's best like, I have never wasted my time as much as today with you yes. fools. Poor if and when you win the Nobel Prize, I think we should go on like a long vacation, like take the Peace Prize on tour. Just like, yeah. Are you going to, what's uh, So anyway, the, the Foxtrot 
No, Go ahead. The, yeah. Um, so it's this idea that, like, statistically, there's supposed to be life all over the universe. But we're still the only ones, at least to our knowledge. And that's incredible that we're able to be alive but also be cognizant of what it is and be able to process love and, and fear and all these things. So, Well, not know. all of us. Keith's never experienced <laughs> emotion of love. Oh, well, I'm so Sorry. <laughs> For your loss. Are you going to join a space force? Sorry for your loss. <laughs> Sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. I like a good chance. I'm invigorated to take some brain drugs, like some of those powders or something, just yeah. so that I could start to think like, yeah. like I want to have those kinds of morning thoughts, you yeah. know? My morning thoughts are just, yeah, it's just more like groans inside my head. Like, I lay in bed. I put that brain octane oil because I was trying to like think more during the day, you know, that those bullet coffee people do. Yes. And all it does is just make me aggressively shit. <laughs> oh my God, I want that in my life. Uh, what, do you have an end, end goal for becoming an astronaut? Like what's your... What's your goal with space? Yeah, I, really I know what it is. Can I guess? Sure, Ooh, sure. Your goal is to be in space by the time you're 33, and then you're going <laughs> to be starting. Very specific. <laughs> and then you're going to run for a Congress, and then as soon as you do that term, you're going to be a senator, and then you're going to be president by the time you're 44 years old. Thank you for mapping. I hadn't even thought about it that way. You better have goals, you girl. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, here's my goal. I don't want to smoke pot until 2 p.m. <laughs> And I am wow. giving myself, yes, and I am oh giving God. myself that rule, and I hope to follow it. Do you guys you mind if I go smoke pot right now? <laughs> Live your best life. I saw I cut you off. What was your, uh, so how close did I get? Um, I hadn't planned it out that far, but thank you. Okay, what are your thoughts? What do you, now that you know what's possible? Yeah. You no, know, I want to be the first person to step on Mars. Duh. Yeah, obvious. Yeah. Obvi- you got my vote. About, I'm like, in. I did what that. would you say if you were the first person? No, I have a really corny line, so I can't say it. But, um, come on. No. No, there's going to be like a, like an audible, audible like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. We say some dumb, dumb. Uh. I live my life by what LL Cool J told Oprah one time on life class, and that's DDHD. Dreams don't have deadlines. Is it cornier than that? Come on, get me. No, it is cornier than that. It's one small step for a woman. Let me hear it again okay. one more time. Okay, I need to like deliver it. Now I have yeah, pressure. Sure. Wait, well, no, no, we'll put, we'll edit this with like really exciting music, music behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me hear it. One small step for a woman, one giant leap for humankind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, For now, I'm horny. Okay. Okay. Now I'm horny. Ooh, you got me drip, drip, dropping. That just made me super horny. I didn't even mean for it to. And now I'm all riled up over here. I'm so horny about everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm horny for everything Amanda has said here today. I'm horny for, I feel reinvigorated. I've felt so tired, just like, you know, the news cycle and everything makes you feel so tired. And I feel like ready to fucking do something, ready to talk about some shit, get some shit done. Get out my my, my, right. my good credit card and give some people some fucking money. Whoa. Fucking get some rape kits tested. <laughs> fucking get some one. women out there in the office. Get some people in the booth. Mm. Get some shit mm. done. Yes. Yes. God. And yes. after that, I'm going to go to the firm mm. and get puss nest. Oh, damn. Go. Firm biz. Foxy's back. I do feel good, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> wait, what's making you What's making you guys horny? I mean, I kind of want to just copy Bridget's answer, but I was going to say I'm horny, too, to get my debit card, which I just, unfortunately, I lost when I was drunk in a cab the other night. But- <laughs> I'm so 
sorry. Well, can I be come an astronaut, astronaut now? Is you can't it too even late? say it. No. It's sure. not plus one. She can't I take mean, a friend. They don't need you in space. Too, we need you right late. here on the ground. What's the age requirements of an astronaut? So actually, astronauts are, um, you don't make a career out of being an astronaut. Um, you've had to have done something. Um, Whoa. <laughs> You know what? We're moving up you being the president to when you're 31. And that's how you change a law. Change that law. Change that law. I'm so happy how broad that statement was. You have to have done something. Keith, let the people laugh. Let the people laugh. You have to have done something. The difference between like someone nominated for the Nobel Prize, the genius of that, is that it took her less than an hour to be totally confident that he's never done anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to renominate you. No. Yes. My self-esteem no. right now is really low, and I thank you for that. You're not sorry. You delivered that line with vigor. I feel like I feel like Meryl Streep in Death Becomes Her after she oh my God. takes that potion. Keep like my, my, my tits honey. just got and higher you know up. <laughs> My tits just got I young just and perky again. <laughs> you have done absolutely this nothing. This man, no, that's you're not true. You're having a shot. If you, um, I, did you ever, this is way I before started. your time. Did you ever hear of Star Search? No. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard of Star Search? Keith was eliminated from, from Star Search. We'll show I you. Was Star oh, Search oh. running up. Oh, I was. I started a group called Comedy Express. Okay, so anyway, anyway. <laughs> You know what's amazing? You're able to reach across the aisles and, and change legislation, but 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 more than anything, you were able to handle sitting in here with with us, with uh, all of us dummies, who oh, it's now official are worthless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Is there yeah, any question? We are so grateful to you for coming here oh, and for your work. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Please just keep going and and take us with you. Okay. Yes. So guys, that was amazing. Uh, yes. We're garbage. What did what did we learn today? What's something uh, you learned? I, I've learned I I can't be an astronaut. No, because you haven't done anything. As Amanda said, <laughs> <laughs> that was my rose. Just to throw that in there. <laughs> What'd you learn, Bridge? I learned about if you really put some action behind your thought, you can get some shit done. Damn, yeah. son, yeah. I'm going to risenow.us and I'm gonna donate some money and I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. Yeah, yeah I, believe I love it. that. Amanda is a goddamn genius, is what I learned. When she was talking about space and stuff, I was like, I don't even know what <laughs> questions to ask. Like even my questions, I need to develop, I need to learn how to ask a smart question. Well, when you go space and stuff, that's uh, a bad start. Yeah, that was erase all of that. Please, I'm sorry to waste it there. She was talking about space and stuff. God. Can I just um, hammer home how worthless we all are? Just looking at the dates of all of this that Amanda has accomplished, this is all within the last five years. Oh, she yeah. graduated Harvard in 2013. Yeah. Damn. I saw that on the on the. On Did you hear that? Key? She graduated the hardware store. Oh, fuck that. I went to community <laughs> college in 91. 
I almost have ten punches on my yogurt punch card for a free frozen yogurt. <laughs> God. Um, well, this was great. We learned so much, and we're really proud. We had like a fancy high-end guest on, y'all. Oh. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Stay strong. Talk soon. Hey, 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 three girls, one Keith. Three Girls, One Keith is a Spotify original podcast. Our executive producers are me, Amy Schumer, and Kevin Kane. Our executive producers at Spotify are Natalie Tulla and Robin Hopkins. Three Girls, One Keith is produced in collaboration with the team at Gilded Audio Design, Andrew Chug, Whitney Donaldson, and Dan Rosato. And by the way, make sure to follow Three Girls, One Keith so you don't miss a single episode. Was that too sexy? No. Okay. No, I, I love mean, when it's I sensual am. like that. I love no. that. I don't want to give Keith one of them Cialis no. and boners Cialis before we moment. wrap.